Hello everyone, and welcome back to Escaping Collectivism. This week we will be discussing the school shooting in Nashville, the Trump indictment, and the Patriot Act 2.0, also known as the Restrict Act, which is Senate Bill 686. To begin with, the shooting in Nashville was a horrible tragedy. A trans individual killed six people, three staff, and three children, all aged nine years of age. The police response time was great. They got there in 14 minutes. Within three minutes of arriving at the school, they had taken out the shooter. The response time could have been better. We could have a police officer at every school to prevent this. And the argument against it is you just want more guns in school. Here's the thing. This shooter specifically said that they picked this target and they disregarded another target because this target had no armed guards. They did not attack the other target because it had armed guards and a regular police presence. The shooter had a manifesto that hasn't been released. They won't talk about it. And it's most likely because it would have a negative impact on the LGBT community. We still had our Trans Day of Visibility that our lovely President Joe Biden has supported and so many others have shown support for. And the trans community is continuing to play the victim after this. They are saying there's a genocide of the trans community. And if by genocide you mean you have states such as Tennessee that are outlawing gender-affirming care for children, which is not gender-affirming, it's mutilation of children. We're stopping the mutilation of children. Apparently that's a genocide. But the trans community has continued to play the victim. And now it's being used as a call for more gun control. And you have to ask yourselves, as they ask for more red flag laws, would any leftist Democrat that you know actually be okay with a law that said trans people can't get guns because they are mentally unwell? Because if there was ever a law that said mental health prevented you from being able to own a gun, I would believe that having gender dysphoria would plant you firmly in that category and prevent you from owning a firearm. So ask yourself, is it an honest argument when they say they want red flag laws for mental health? My answer is no. And I believe an honest individual's answer is also no. Moving on to the Trump indictment. There are supposedly 30, 34 indictments. They have not released them. They are under seal because they know that there's no merit to them. This is all political theater. And I'm saying this because almost all of these are certainly outside of the statute of limitations. Alvin Bragg, who is the Manhattan DA, is choosing to prosecute this as a felony when he has bragged on multiple occasions about downgrading 52% of felonies to misdemeanors. So without knowing what Trump is charged for, I can already tell you that this is political persecution. Because he brags about taking criminals who many times are violent criminals and taking their charge from a felony charge to a misdemeanor. And here we have what would be a misdemeanor, which would be misappropriation of business funds. 
and for it to be a felony, you have to tack on that it was used to cover up some other type of crime. And most likely what they are trying to add to is that it would have to do with an illegal election committee, which even then, I believe, is still outside of the statute of limitations. They cannot charge him anymore with this. Here is a, a legal expert who's broken it down. His name is Greg Jarrett. He's a legal analyst. And he has stated that Bragg would have to prove that Trump was personally involved in falsifying records, and then he would have to prove that Trump understood the complex campaign finance laws that nobody can comprehend, and then intend and prove that he then intended to violate those laws. Non-disclosure agreements in exchange for money are perfectly legal. The Federal Election Commission looked at this already. This is a key part. The FEC has already looked at this, and they said it is not a crime. Even if it's not personal or a commercial reason behind it, it is still not a campaign donation. What Bragg is trying to say at this money, that he is also trying to say that Trump paid to the porn actress Stormy Daniels, was a campaign donation which the FEC has already said it's not. In 2018, Cohen, who is the key witness for the prosecution, who used to be one of Trump's lawyers, stated in a letter to the FEC that he paid the money himself and that Trump had no idea of it, that Trump was not reimbursing him for it, and that Trump was uninvolved. This is political persecution. And you can see it in all of the people talking about it on Twitter everywhere that that's going. And you have the the lovely Nancy Pelosi, who states that he gets to prove his innocence now. Let me, let me pull up the tweet for you. Here we are. The grand jury has acted upon the facts and the law. No one is above the law, and everyone has the right to a trial to prove innocence. Well, Nancy, Nobody has to prove their innocence in the United States. The prosecution has to prove guilt. So let's correct that fact right there. And then she also says, hopefully the former president will peacefully respect the system which grants him that right. Um, no, we believe in this country that our, our rights are God-given. And the government does not grant rights. Because if the government grants rights, then that means they can take them away whenever they want. Now, I'm sure she's going to come out and say this was a mistake. This was incorrectly typed. My bad. I just had one too many vodka tonics. It's okay, Nancy. We know. But that's not really what happened. This is truly what they believe, that he now has to prove his innocence, and that it's the government who grants you rights. Remember this, it is never the government who grants you rights. We give consent to be governed. That is the way this country works. And also... If Nancy truly believed no one was above the law, she would turn herself in for insider trading. Her and her husband have done it many times. Her husband would not still be driving on the road as he's had many DUI convictions. But remember, this is all about power. And apparently they see Donald Trump as a threat to that power, so they will do anything they can to destroy him. And I think they just gave him the presidency with this. He will be arraigned next week. He will have a mugshot. And this will boost his campaign further than anyone could have ever have thought. So good job, guys. You just did it. We'll speak more on this as the 34 indictments come up, and we'll get into more legal analysis hopefully next week. Moving on to what 
I believe a lot of this is the news that's on coming on Trump is going to cover up is there is a bill in the Senate. It's called the Restrict Act. The full name of the bill is Restricting the Emergence of Security Threats that Risk Information and Communications Technology Act, or the Restrict Act. This bill gives an undue amount of power to the Secretary of Commerce. But before we get into that, let, let's look through who are all the co-sponsors. So this was originally introduced by Senator Warner, Mark Warner. He's a Democrat from Virginia. The co-sponsors are Senator John Thune, Republican from South Dakota, Senator Tammy Baldwin, Democrat of Wisconsin, Senator Deb Fisher, Republican of New England, Joe Manchin, Democrat, West Virginia, Jerry Morin, Republican, Kansas, Michael Bennett, Democrat, Colorado, Dan Sullivan, Republican, Arkansas, Kristen Gillibrand, Democrat, New York, Susan Collins, Republican, uh, Maine, Martin Henrich, Democrat, New Mexico, Mitt Romney, Republican, Utah, Shelley Capito, Republican, Ben Luan, Democrat, Tim Kaine, Democrat, Kevin Kramer, Republican, Richard Blumenthal, Democrat, Chuck Grassley, Republican, John Hickenlooper, Democrat, Thomas Tillis, Republican, Lindsey Graham, Republican, Mark Kelly, Democrat, Angus King, Independent, Mike Crapo, Republican, John Boozman, Republican, and Peter Welch, Democrat. Now, I'm not surprised that any of the Democrats have signed on to this. This is right up their alley, bigger government, more control. But as a Republican, you are supposed to stand for the Constitution and the division of power. And how dare you support a bill that gives more power to an unelected official? What this bill does is it gives the sole power to regulate any of these transactions to the Secretary of Commerce, who is an unelected bureaucrat. They are appointed by the president. Nobody gets a vote in this. They're confirmed by the Senate, but they are chosen by the president. Now let's go through and define a couple of key terms that they give in here to give you an idea of how wide-sweeping this is. So they talk about non-evasion and covered entities. The term covered transaction includes any other transaction, the structure of which is designed or intended to evade or circumvent the application of this act, subject to regulations prescribed by the Secretary. There is no way to evade this. All transactions are included this. They've said that this bill covers all entities. The term entity means any of the following, whether established in the United States or outside the United States, a firm, a government, a labor union, a fraternal or social organization, a partnership, a trust, a joint venture, a corporation, a group, subgroup, or other organization, whether or not organized for profit. A foreign adversary, which is who this bill is supposed to be used against. Remember, just like the Patriot Act was only supposed to be used against terrorists. The term foreign adversary means any foreign government or regime determined by the Secretary pursuant to Sections 3 and 5 to engage in a long-term pattern or serious instance of conduct significantly adverse to the national security of the United States 
or the security and safety of United States persons. Now, how long ago was it that they said extreme MAGA Republicans were the biggest threat to this country, or that white domestic terrorists were the biggest threat to this country? Let's continue on with some more definitions. This bill is focused on information and communication technology products or services. The term information and communications technology products or services means any hardware, software, or other product or service primarily intended to fulfill or enable the function of information or data processing, storage, retrieval, or communication by electronic means, including transmission, storage, and display. This means that this bill allows the Secretary of Commerce to have sole investigative and control authority over all of the software, hardware, and services related to this. That means that they can investigate anyone. And they get to do it by themselves. Another key definition here is this bill is specifically covering transactions, which you would assume would be when there's money exchanging hands. But you'd be wrong. The term transaction means any acquisition, importation, transfer, installation, dealing in, or use of any information and communications technology product or service that is the entire internet. That is any computer, that is any hardware, software that you can think of. This includes ongoing activities such as managed services, data transmission, software updates, repairs, or the provision of data hosting services, or a class of such transactions. This is continuing on. This is Section 3, addressing information and communication technology products and services that pose undue or unacceptable risk. In general, the Secretary, the Secretary of Commerce, in consultation with the relevant executive department and agency heads. In consultation means they do not get a yes or no vote. Let's make that very clear. In consultation with the relevant executive department and agency heads, is authorized to and shall take action to identify, deter, disrupt, prevent, prohibit, investigate, or otherwise mitigate, including by negotiation, entering into or imposing and enforcing any mitigation necessary. Any mitigation measures to address any risk arising from any covered transaction by any person. Now let's be clear, this part does not state foreign adversary. They, they, keep, they leave that term out. M must just be a mistake. No. This is for the American public. This is to control the flow of information. This is to address any risk arising from any covered transaction to by any person or with respect to any property subject to the jurisdiction of the United States that the Secretary determines poses an undue or unacceptable risk. The Secretary determines. Not Congress. There is no law besides this. The Secretary, there's no jury. The Secretary determines. This is terrifying. One of the things that they call out here just so happens to be 
that would be an undue risk example, interfering in or altering the results or reported results of a federal election as determined in coordination with the Attorney General, the Director of National Intelligence, the Secretary of Treasury, and the Federal Election Commission. Hmm, that kind of sounds like the Russia hoax, when all of the people listed right here were claiming that Russia manipulated the 2016 election. Huh. Oh, it's also, these are the same people who are saying that election deniers who were arguing that, you know, procedures weren't followed, that mail-in ballots were completely, uh, well, in some states, they went completely against the Constitution. But never mind that. No, if you talk about that, if you complain about that, if you are a service provider who allows such speech, such as Rumble, to exist, you pose an undue threat and the secretary gets to determine it by themselves. And let's also get to the best part, which is at the end, but we'll go ahead and skip there just for fun. You can't use a Freedom of Information Act request to get any information on this. Here's the paragraph. Let me read it for you. Any information submitted to the federal government by a party to a covered transaction in accordance with this act, as well as any information the federal government may create relating to review of the covered transaction, is exempt from disclosure under Section 552 of Title V, the Freedom of Information Act. You have no right to request any information that they're doing. Trust us. We're the government. We're going to do what's best for you. Let's also get to the part where this bill will limit the ability of Congress to review, because the Secretary is supposed to let Congress know whenever they have designated a new group or country as a foreign entity that threatens the public commerce of information. Well, before we get to that, Let's also discuss when they're talking about what the what all falls under here when they're giving a full list. Section 5, Consideration. Priority Information and Communication Technology Areas. So these are the areas that they will be focusing on specifically. So Group 1, Information and Communications Technology Products or Services Used by a Party to a Covered Transaction, which, remember here, Covered Transaction is any transaction. Any discussion of information, any storage of information, any sale of software, any sale of hardware. Everything. Anything that is deemed to be critical infrastructure. The second group of highest priority will be software, hardware, or any other product or service integral to the telecommunications products and services, including wireless local area networks. So they can ask for all of your Wi-Fi data, everything you've been searching. Your mobile networks, your phone it's no longer safe. Not that it was necessarily ever safe to begin with. Satellite payloads, satellite operations and controls. Again, cable access points. Even your hooked-in Ethernet is not safe. Wireline access points, core networking systems, long, short, and black hole networks, or edge computer platforms. The third group, any software, hardware, or any other product or service integral to data hosting or computing services that uses, process, or retains, or is it expected to use, process, or retain sensitive personal data with respect greater than with respect to greater than one million persons in the United States. So Rumble, they now get to 
control any alternate social media platforms. They can request all of their records. They can review all of their records, and they don't have to tell you about it. This includes internet hosting services, cloud-based or distributed computing and data storage, machine learning, predictive analytics, and content delivery services, internet or network-enabled sensors, webcams, endpoint surveillance, or monitoring devices. Every single one of you who has a security system, you've got a doorbell camera to watch what's going on. They can access it now. Especially if it's hooked up to the cloud, you fall into two categories. You're screwed. Section 5, unmanned vehicles. So just in case you are still thinking that electric cars that can drive themselves um, was a good idea, because it doesn't stop at unmanned vehicles. It's unmanned vehicles including drones and other aerial systems, autonomous or semi-autonomous vehicles. That is almost every car on the road. If your car has lane assist, it's autonomous. It's semi-autonomous. And you fall into this category. Category 6, software designed or used primarily for connecting with and communicating via the internet. Oh, look at that. Any chat room or web forum you wanted, now they get to they get to steal your data too, and they don't have to tell you about it. This includes desktop applications, mobile applications, gaming applications, payment applications, or web-based applications. Section 7, Category 7, Information and Communications Technology Products and Services Integral to Artificial Intelligence and Machine Learning. But as you can see, what they've written here is not a bill to get rid of TikTok as it's being sold. Because don't forget, this bill is being promoted as the bill to ban TikTok. Senator Josh Hawley had another bill that um, essentially said we're, we're going to ban TikTok and ByteDance-owned uh, companies. That the CCP, and only the CCP, cannot own and operate software that, can is, that is essentially spyware on people's computers. This bill does nothing about that. And the current Secretary of Commerce has even stated before that she didn't believe banning of TikTok is the right thing. So this bill is supposed to ban TikTok. And the lady who you're giving sole power to, to monitor and steal and abuse data and privacy rights of the American public, doesn't even want to do what they're telling you the bill does. So if you ever thought they were truthful, wake up and realize you were wrong. These people do not care about you. This is just like the prosecution of Trump. It is all about power. So when the secretary decides to designate or remove somebody as designation, they have to tell Congress about it. And then Congress has a limited time to respond. They have to have a joint resolution of disapproval and when they have passed that joint resolution of disapproval through both houses of Congress, it then has to go to a subcommittee, and the subcommittee has 10 days to begin talking about it. And if they don't discuss it in those 10 days, they're no longer allowed to discuss it. This bill forbids them from continuing to talk. Let's get to some of the even more sinister parts about it, specifically when they're talking about the Senate, not just the House. The House, they've already limited enough. But 
their justification there is it's really hard to have a debate when you have, you know, 435 members of Congress. But when you're talking about the Senate, a motion to further limit debate is in order and not debatable. But this motion, being the resolution of the joint resolution against whatever the secretary is doing, cannot be postponed. The motion to proceed is not debatable. A motion is n- the motion is not subject to a motion to postpone. A motion to reconsider the vote by which the motion is agreed to or disagreed to shall not be in order. You cannot recount the vote. You can't have a debate on it here. The debate portion of it. Debate on covered joint resolution and on all debatable motions and appeals in connection therewith shall be limited to not more than 10 hours, which shall be divided equally between the majority and minority leaders or their designees. A motion to further limit debate is in order and not debatable. So what they're saying is you can't extend debate past 10 hours, but if you've got enough people and you decide, oh, we don't want to fucking talk about it, and we're going to cut debate right here at 10 minutes, if this motion passes, you're screwed. You cannot redo that motion. And they spell it out in as plain English as they can put to paper. An amendment to, or a motion to postpone, or a motion to proceed to the consideration of other business, or a motion to recommit the covered joint resolution is not in order. They are, in this bill, saying we are going to give full power to the secretary, and we are going to limit the power that the people's representatives, the people's elected representatives have. This bill that the Senate is trying to pass currently will give all the power to the Secretary of Commerce and intentionally kneecap the people's representatives. This goes against everything that conservatives should stand for. Conservatives should stand for the separation of powers, the right of people's elected representatives to vote on the things that they sent them there, these laws to ban, investigate, order issue subpoenas, and conduct evidentiary hearings on should be limited to Congress, not to an unelected bureaucrat. This goes against everything that Republicans should stand for. But who's surprised that Lindsey Graham is on there? He went on Jesse Waters, and he didn't even know what this bill was about. He said, you're making me look bad. I guess I should go back and read this. I guess you should. Maybe before you sponsor a bill that's 55 pages long and very, very dense and borderline intentionally confusing to read, maybe you should read it and have somebody break it down for you if you can't understand it. But any one of those Republicans who's on that list who co-sponsored this bill Whenever they're up for re-election, this needs to be brought up. They must answer for what they are doing. They must answer at the ballot box. Somebody needs to run against them in the primary and say, Why, on God's green earth, would you ever try to pass power from yourself, our state's elected representative, to an unelected bureaucrat? It's time for you to get out of office. This is the establishment grasping for power, clutching it as much as they can. And it needs to be exposed.
let's talk about Section 9, which is information to be furnished. In general, the Secretary may require any party to a transaction or holding under review or investigation pursuant to this Act to furnish, under oath, in the form of reports or otherwise, at any time, as may be required by the Secretary, complete information relative to any Act, transaction, or holding subject to the provisions of this Act. In carrying out this act, the secretary may require the information or reports required to be submitted under subsection A, including the production of documents relating to... Let me break this down to simple English. The secretary can do whatever they damn well please. They can request any information they want, and there is no one who has the authority to tell them no. The secretary can conduct investigations, hold hearings, administer oaths, examine witnesses, receive evidence, take depositions, and require by subpoena the attendance and testimony of witness and the production of any documents relating to any transaction, which remember, any transaction is every transaction. It's anything that has touched the internet. And they can request everything that has to do with it, and this bill would give no one the authority to tell them no. Oh, and if you think you have an appeals case in the courts, just wait until we get to that part. And in case you thought, maybe there's a committee. Maybe the secretary really doesn't have the, the power to do this by, by themselves. Let, let me read you this part. This is section 9, paragraph F. It's on page 36. I will have the document attached in the link of this podcast. If the secretary determines in the sole and unreviewable discretion of the secretary. Let me repeat that. In the sole and unreviewable discretion of the secretary. They get to do this by themselves. They get to control specifically what's being stated here. What information is released. They get to decide if it's of national interest to the United States and therefore should not be published anywhere. Nobody needs to know about it because it's a, a threat to national security per, uh, from what they think. And uh, nobody gets to review them. Now there's the penalties, of course, if you, uh, you break this. They, you know, criminal acts, they can send you to jail for up to 20 years. That's one of the criminal enforcements. Or a million dollar fine. And then this is one of the great, so this is under section 11. Uh, under paragraph A, unlawful acts, and then part 2, subsection 2A. So this is A.2.2.A. No person may engage in any conduct prohibited by or contrary to or refrain from engaging in any conduct required by any regulation, order, direction, mitigation measure, prohibition, or other alteration or directive issued under this act. What this is saying is you can't try to evade it. You can't try to cover your tracks. So what would that be? Oh, the, the use of a VPN, a uh, security network. Let's see, you don't want to get viruses. You're trying to protect your identity on the web because identity threat is a, a major threat that Americans are facing nowadays. Um, but now if you're doing that, you could you could be trying to violate this. So, uh, yeah, uh, jail. This act is awful. It is designed to steal data from the American public and to create the secret police that reports to no one, to no elected official. Section 12, judicial review. So if you're going to petition the court 
There's only one court you can go to. They've even limited that. So this bill, not only would it limit Congress, the ability to do it. So the Secretary of Commerce is part of the executive branch, right? They're, they're part of the cabinet. So we have our separation of powers. You have the executive branch, you have Congress, and you have the judicial branch. So they, they are willingly limiting Congress, one of the three branches. And now they're going to intentionally limit the judicial branch because there's only one court you can file an appeal. And it's the United States Court of Appeals for the District of Columbia. So not only are they limiting what Congress can do to the control of this, they're also controlling what court system you have to go through to get this done. So, you know, for people who can't afford to be in D.C. to file these cases, there's nothing you can do about it. And to have a standard review, the court shall not disturb any action taken by the secretary under this act unless the petitioner demonstrates that the action is unconstitutional or in patent violation of a clear and mandatory statutory command. Um, I would argue that this entire act is unconstitutional. What happened to the United States citizen's right to be protected from unlawful search and seizure? Let's throw this bill out right now. I mean, this, this entire bill is unlawful search and seizure. The entire thing. And then they go on to talk about that any information that's turned over to the judge has to be kept in seal. They can't share it with the public. They may not even be able to share it with the people who they're arguing with in court. Once the court case is over, they have to return all documentation back to the secretary. Oh, and then there's two people that this act can't be used against. Or there's two types of transactions. A transaction that is authorized under United States Government Industrial Security Program or to meet an articulable national security or law enforcement requirement. So if you're part of the government, they're not going to investigate you. Um, shocker, the government doesn't want to investigate itself. Just you. So then they go on to dis discuss the no right of access. This is where FOIA falls under, and this is, this is where we'll be wrapping up. No right of access. In general, no provision of this act shall be construed to create a right to obtain access to information in the possession of the federal government that was considered in making a determination under this act that a transaction is covered transaction or interest or to prohibit, mitigate, or take action against a covered transaction or interest, including any classified national security information or sensitive but unclassified information. And then they go on to say the inapplicability of FOIA, that you cannot use a Freedom of Information Act to get any of this information. The two things that come after this that are on the last page, section 16, if any provision of this act or the application of such provision to any person or circumstance is held to be invalid, the remainder of this act and application of the remaining provision of this act to any persons or circumstance shall not be affected. So what they're saying is that if you find part of this act that's unconstitutional, like, I don't know, fucking all of it, but say you got one part of it thrown out in court, the rest of it will still stand. That's what section 16, the severability means. It means that they're going to make it where this act can be enforced in pieces. So you have to chip away at every single individual piece to get rid of this law if it passes. Section 17, Authorization of Appropriations. There are authorized to be appropriated such sums as may be necessary to carry out this act. So, while we're in the middle of... Uh, ungodly inflation, a horribly unbalanced budget, we're just going to say, you know what, you can spend whatever the fuck you want. Um, it doesn't matter. But that is the last thing they say. 
But really what they end on is that you have no right to any of this information. That this gives the government unchecked authority to do whatever they want with your data. The fact that anyone would try and pass this is ridiculous. This is a spy program that they are trying to put on the American people. And anyone who supports this should be removed from office. They need to be challenged at the primary box, and they need to be interrogated by the American public as to why they want to give up the privacy rights of every American. So please look back at the list of senators who are supporting this. And if it goes to a vote, look at everyone who votes yes to pass it. Because they must answer for why they are trying to screw the American people over. Hopefully we have more positive news and that this, with enough pushback, never makes it out of committee, never makes it to the floor, and God forbid, never makes it to the House.